0: Hi, and welcome to Take Every Thought Captive, our weekly look at the Catholic intellectual tradition and an exploration of the authors, books, and topics that have shaped Catholic thinking for 2,000 years. I'm joined this week by Dr. Benjamin Smith, our lecturer in philosophy at Catholic Studies Academy. And today, the topic of choice is going to be uh, the morality of human actions, particularly uh, we're going to look at St. Thomas Aquinas and what he has to say with in regards to this. Um, and this is actually one of the strengths of the Catholic intellectual tradition is that when it comes to, uh, judging the morality of human actions and just looking at the human action, so much work has been put into it so much rigor mm-hmm. and, uh, uh there's yeah. a lot of probably more depth in Catholicism than probably any other, uh, tradition out there with regards to, uh, morality, um, mm-hmm you know not to say and the thing is is I I think it still remains fairly uh, simple in its basic form Um, Mm -hmm. but at the same time it can be used to solve very complex uh, moral issues Um, but it can also be applied to just the simplest of issues as well Uh, and so Dr. Smith um, to get us started here maybe we can look at Uh, Just, you know, when we talk about the morality of human actions, what -hmm. what does that mean? What is, you know, the Mm -hmm. church makes a distinction between uh, uh, what a human action Mm -hmm. um, and an act of man, you know, the language that she uses there. But uh, uh, maybe you can begin with maybe a description of what a human action is, because uh, not all acts are moral right
1: that's right yeah sure sure yeah when you get into the domain of morality right and thinking about the morality of human action morality is something that's applicable to things that we do that might sound kind of obvious uh but it it, it's it's important right to to get fairly specific here so things that we do as human beings are morally appraisable Mm -hmm. right um not everything that happens is moral, not everything that exists is morally appraisable. Like my lamp is not morally appraisable, right? It'd be weird if I said, Oh, you wicked lamp, right? You know, something <laughs> like that, right? I mean, I might be disappointed in the lamp or think it's ugly or something, right? But it would be silly for me to kind of, you know, really remonstrate the lamp, right? Or it's sort of like say, you know, like say you th- saw me throwing it away outside, like with a lot of violence, and you're like, What? Why, Why are, you- are you okay with, you know? And I was like, No, I'm I'm destroying this wicked lamp. I don't know. In this in this
0: quarantine time,
1: I think people have applied that to their computers. Maybe (laughs) maybe. wicked Zoom. That's right. That's right. So I I think you know uh, morality. Morality is not even directly um, applicable. Like we don't morally evaluate ears, right? right? We might say that an ear or your your sense of hearing works well or poorly. We might say that someone has uh, uh, strange looking ears or something like that, right? But we wouldn't say that they have wicked ears or or virtuous ears, right? What we're we're talking about is is human action. Human action as such is morally appraisable, right? Now, that kind of action is distinct from what um, is often traditionally called, as as you said, the actions of a man. So human action and the action of a man are not quite the same. So um, how how do we distinguish them? Basically distinguish them in terms of them being voluntary or involuntary, right? Now, by involuntary, I don't mean against the will. I just mean things that happen in our bodies, things that are done by our bodies that don't, that are not the result of our choice, that don't, that weren't commanded by the will, to be very specific, right? So they're not voluntas, right? they're not from the will. So, for example, you know, thanks be to God, my heart pumps involuntarily, right? I don't have to think about pump, pump. You know, I'm not choosing, breathe, right? <laughs> right? You know, like, if, that's, if I had to, like, that's all I would do. Like, I mean, I wouldn't hardly be able to do anything else, right? Uh, obviously growth, um, you know, in, in terms of the quantity as you're developing and um, you know, from your youth. Also, in addition to that, uh, we could talk about, you know, your intellectual, um, uh, growth to some degree, like the growth in, uh, your, your cognitive development in terms of your internal right. senses, external senses. Um, in addition, we could talk about, uh, say your hair, right? Like you, you know, your hair growing or not growing, like, like right? yeah. <laughs> or, <lack thereof, laughs> or growing sporadically. <laughs> so the problem with baldness, Jason, is not so much the lack of growth. It's just <laughs> the scope. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, So all of that's kind of involuntary. Now you might say, "Wait a second, you know, like um, Dr. Smith, you regularly shave your head. Doesn't isn't that kind of something that's voluntary?" And I would say, "Yes, right." So the growth or lack thereof is is involuntary, right? But the way you shape it, the degree to which you cut it or don't, you know, that sort of thing, that's a choice, right? But that's not the growth itself, okay? right? So. Those sorts of things, so like sneezing, right, is um, uh, involuntary, right? You know that kind of thing, right? Um, so um, the um, those are called actions of a man, mm-hmm. as they come from a man. They're involved in human life, but they're not human actions, properly speaking. Right, right. Human actions, properly speaking involve uh, choice, they involve voluntariness, and very importantly, they're intentional, right? I think that's what St. Thomas from the, when he's talking about human action, really kind of hones in on trying to distinguish the human action is intentional action.
0: Right, right, so uh, if I sneeze, that's involuntary, there's no morality to uh, my sneezing, but if Mm -hmm. I choose to sneeze in your face, <laughs> that has now become, you know, that, yeah. that yeah, exactly, yeah. Gross. Good, ex- good example. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> well, you can get arrested for that now. I think, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, like that's a, that that takes on a whole different uh, uh mm-hmm. character there because mm-hmm. there's something that involved uh the will there. Right. You did not have to do. You did that's not right. have to do that there. You know. That's right. So,
1: that's right. Yeah. So human action then flows out of. Um, intention right intention uh is uh, a really interesting idea actually in in philosophy and in human action um we do things on purpose and for a purpose i guess is is one way of putting it right so you know this is uh, this is important because it means that we have reason uh, that our actions are motivated by reasons for action to put it plainly i could you should be able to explain human action right so uh you know if if you were to uh if i was to kind of run into you at the store right um say a grocery store of course i'd be staying six feet away yeah but uh if i was to run to you so not run into you but see you from afar and hail you um And uh, so I asked Jason, you know, hey, hey, man, how you doing? Uh, well, what are you doing shopping down here, right? Because you know, I live, I live a little ways from you, and uh, and you said, I don't know. I said, oh, why? Why? So why are you here? I don't know. <laughs> Just yeah. in. Like, that's weird. I, I would be sort of like, that's weird. I'd be like, you okay, Jason? Like, you know, it's like something going on, you know? Like, so. Heavens um, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. It, it would be strange, right? Or if, yeah. say, you are sitting in the living room with your wife, and and you just got up and walked out of the room, got into your car, and drove to the grocery store, and didn't, you know, and then came back an hour later, and your wife's like, hey, uh, what was that? <laughs> Where'd you go? And you're like, oh, yeah. Wait to the store Did you buy anything no Did you need to buy anything no <laughs> although although right now in quarantine that's completely
0: understandable if
1: <laughs> just gets in the car and drives away <laughs> so with that all that should point I mean, those are kind of silly examples yeah. but points to the idea that um human action is action that's explicable and it's it's uh it, it can be explained in terms of ends right Objectives that you are going for, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you saw me at the store and you were to ask me, like, "Hey, why are you here?" I'd say, "Well, obviously, Jason, I'm here to get groceries, right? Like, I'm not here for the scenery. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not here hiking, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm here to 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 obtain groceries. Uh, and then you could also go ahead and say, "Well, why do you want groceries?" no again, it'd be kind of a weird question, but I could explain it. Okay, well, I'm I'm getting groceries because I want to, you know eat in an affordable and pleasant way in my home um and so anyways you could go through all that but all that points to the idea that human action is for a purpose it's intentional it's purposeful kind of action um uh, specifically if you want to be very specific intention is an interior act of the will mm-hmm. that um that involves a real commitment to action right right so it's not uh it's not a mere, um, it's not a, um, it's not a mere wish that's important.
0: Yeah. Right? Or, or even, or it's not even like a, well, I felt this way. It doesn't, it's not mm-hmm. in the, 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 the passions. Well, I felt this way. So I went this way. Like, that's right. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Obviously
1: the, the passions have a role in play, right. Oh, in absolutely. terms of, the, you know, like feelings of attraction or feelings right. of repulsion. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. The, in a way, and I think this is really interesting. The feelings themselves are not they're they're morally appraisable in per say oh this feeling is is an attraction for something that's bad so it's kind of a bad feeling but you're not a bad man necessary for having a bad feeling right? right which is interesting right as a moral agent you're a bad man if on the basis of that attraction right you intend to do something wrong
0: right yeah that becomes the uh, motivation and that's where yeah the the i think the mature catholic comes in is that they're able to analyze their emotions and say, okay, that's completely unreasonable or that's mm-hmm. aimed mm-hmm. towards something that is not good or good. Right. And I think that, I think that goes back. I think it's important for, for uh, a lot of Catholics today to just go back to the, the, the kind of the, the big picture with, you know, our moral actions. Cause I think a lot of times Catholics get the, the pressure from even other Catholics or, or people from the outside say, I'll just place too much focus, too much emphasis on morality and mm. judging other people, judging other human actions, sure. and all these things. Um, but at the same time, it's because we believe that human goodness, the the flourishing of the human person, is dependent upon the actions that that human does. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Like sure, there's a, there's, sure. a,
0: there's a direct correlation there that the that the 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 movement of the intellect towards Goodness, right and you know, you know, it's a participation in goodness himself, that uh, that actually uh, brings about uh, a goodness within uh, the human person. Because I think, uh, you know, uh, sometimes we we hear the phrase often, you know, that we all are born, uh, that humans were created good, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, created in the image of God. Yeah, created in the image of God. Therefore, we are good and i think sometimes kind of the the default position for a lot of people even catholics is mm-hmm. that even you know basically we're also morally good what would you say mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a confusion of categories. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, spoken like a true philosopher. The <laughs> <laughs> category mistake. We need a um, distinction. That's right. We need a right between the ontological goodness and moral goodness, right? So yeah. it's certainly the case that it is desirable to be made in the image of God. Um, it's desirable to be a rational animal. It's de- desirable to exist. All those things are... Um, ontologically desirable right Mm -hmm. they're desirable in the being right Right. Um, the uh, that's different than morality morality is about action right? it's about choices Um, so morals direct and guide and restrict action um, not substance as such right so I would say you know you're just making a mistake it's it's good to be a human being, if that's what you mean. It's good to be made in the image of God. Those are desirable things ontologically. I would, you know, I'm delighted to to, to not be a pair, right? But rather to, to be a, uh, made in the image of God. Um, but at the same time, that doesn't make me morally good, right? right. What makes me morally good are my decisions. I'm becoming... I'm making myself good or evil through the choices that I make. life. Right?
0: right. That those, and that's the other thing is that those choices do form or do bear on the character of the, mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm, person, mm-hmm, uh, that mm-hmm. they do either, uh, have this general direction towards good and this general mm-hmm. direction towards, uh, what is not good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's hugely important within, um, uh, christian anthropology that uh, and again it goes you know and this is why again you can kind of in a lot of like a lot of things in catholic you can take a step back and get Mm -hmm. a get a bigger picture so even with sure when we're talking about the morality of human actions that it's it's just one piece of a larger christian anthropology right um that is very it is a very distinct view and unique uh Mm -hmm, in a lot of mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways Um, absolutely we, in fact, have an uh, entire class on philosophy of the human person yeah, with right, Dr. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, right. so it is that big of a topic and stuff. So, all right, so we kind of described the, uh, uh, what a human action is compared to an active man. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what are going to be like the sources of uh, judging or what are the sources mm-hmm. of morality when it comes to judging these human actions?
1: Yeah, so one of the things then is that it, it, we're thinking about the evaluation of a, a, a human action It's rooted in intention, right? And so there's gonna be something coordinated to that intention, which is the end, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I'm gonna introduce some terminology here. The end when we're talking about as the object, uh, sorry, the end when we're talking about as sort of a target or correlate of intention is uh, sometimes needs to be qualified as the remote end, right? Um, right? Or maybe even the primary end. I'll explain why that qualification is important in a few minutes. So that's, that's basically your, your primary motive in your action, right, is the, is the way to think about that. But of course, we don't just have primary motives, we also choose means, right? We choose right. actions, right? And those things are beyond, those things are, are called external acts. Now, lots of times that leads to some, some confusion, right. because people think that it, that, that means a f- merely physical act, or the right. mere physicality of the act. It's exter. uh, When we're talking about here is like the thing chosen traditionally is called the object, right, Right. of the action. It is an external operation, but it's external in the sense it's external to the will, right? Right. So it's something commanded by the will, but it's not interior to the will, right? What intention is? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it could just be thinking, right? So for example, which isn't going to be an external, a physically external thing, right? I might intend to grow in knowledge and therefore choose to uh, think about a certain physical philosophical problem, right? Mm-hmm. All of which is inside and has nothing, it isn't particularly physical, right? In, term, in the external sense, right? So um, uh, that's important. So you have in a human action, we have a motive, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have a thing done, right? That is the object, right? The very thing being done, uh, which is external to the will it may be outside the body. In fact, most of the actions are, or or sort of on the external part of the body. Um, Then uh, in addition to that, we have circumstances, Mm -hmm. right? Which are very important. So when we act, we act in place and in time, right? So all of our actions have place and time, whether we like it or not. Um, This is actually rather important, a little bit more important than we might think, uh, these are these, So these are circumstances, right, Are things that stand around the action,
0: mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Stand around the object. So that includes things like time and place. Those are actually morally significant in some cases. In right. other cases, they're not, right? But in some cases, uh, they are. Uh, uh, also, the circumstances include, and maybe we'll get to this towards the end, uh, the unintended but foreseeable consequences, yeah. right? Those are other things that stand around the act. Right. So whenever you're looking at a human action, right. just sure you're looking at sort of here, here are the morally significant parts of a human action. Yeah. Okay. We have the thing intended, right. The motive, you could say the very thing done, which is the object. And then we have all of the circumstantial properties, right. The things that stand literally stand around, mm-hmm. right. Uh, the action. Those are the things that are morally appraisable when we are looking at a human action um does that make sense do you have any questions about that jason yeah and and i would say right there i mean the way
0: the way that you laid that out and correct me if i'm wrong that's pretty unique Mm -hmm. with regards to ethics and um uh just morality in general Mm -hmm. to to uh to a look at so many different pieces Mm -hmm. uh um and to say this whole we look at all of these pieces to judge a human action. Sure. Uh, Whereas many times you read other ethical theories or things Mm -hmm. like that, uh, a focus will be placed on one uh, um, to the detriment of the other ones. Whereas Catholics are very holistic when it comes Mm -hmm. to looking at, look, you know, look at everything with regards to uh, um, the morality of the human action. It's Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I, I think, you know, as much as sometimes there's always a negative kind of, Connotation to even just talking about morality, mostly because a lot of people are living in lives. Uh, but <laughs> it, but at the same time, like it's it it's not the church being judgy or anything like that. It's actually mm-hmm. the church being very thoughtful mm-hmm. right, uh, right, right, uh, and saying right, right. that you know, and saying that, well, you know, God cares about the whole person. Therefore, mm-hmm. what the what mm-hmm. the person does in their totality, mm-hmm. including their their actions, uh, are important. Yeah, um, and absolutely. They need to be, yeah. And they need to be—they need to be examined and not just kind of mm-hmm. superficially. Well, you know, I kind of—I felt like killing the dude, so <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, that thing. I mean, be—you know—the it's the church caring. It's the church's mother. It's the church, mm-hmm. you know, being very thoughtful with regards to uh, um, helping the human person get to heaven.
1: You know, sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's especially important because one of the things that's that's valuable about this approach is that valuable and I think sort of um, uh, challenging is that when you, when you start to think about these things, you realize, think about things this way, you realize that every human action is either good or bad. Yeah. Uh, there is no such thing as a morally neutral human action. Right. Um, now that might sound like, whoa, like no way. Because you can start thinking of all kinds of things like that are like, uh, seem abstractly important, right? right. To be uh, morally neutral, like picking up a stick or yeah. walking across a field, right? Well, you know, if you describe it at that level, okay, then yeah, it does sound morally neutral. But the thing is, that's not a that sort of description doesn't rise to the level of a human action, right? right? Because it lacks intentionality and it lacks rationality, right? So it's not, you're never just walking across a field as a yeah, human yeah. being, right? You're walking across the field um, uh, in order to do something for some purpose, right? Now, if I'm walking across a field in order to enjoy the day, right? Yeah. Um, something like that. You would call that illicit form of pleasure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you would say it's a morally good action, right? Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, I mean, it's not like sort of supererogatory. It's not like sort of heroic virtue, but it's, is it morally good and acceptable to uh, to enjoy the good things that God has given in our lives? Of course it is, right? right. So you would say, yeah, that's, that's, it's morally good, right? It's a, de, it's a desirable kind of thing, right, uh, um, to do, right? It's truly desirable. Yeah, um, but if I was going to walk across a field
0: to pick up a stick to beat you, that's that takes, that's morally wrong. Yeah, like, there's, yeah. There's... yeah. Better yet, yeah,
1: to 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 ambush my neighbor, right? really... uh, In order to in order to uh, take his car, to steal his car, right? Yeah. Well, I'm piling up all kinds of sins, and and what's interesting there, right, is that there what I'm doing can't quite fall under, is not adequately described by walking across the field. Right, right, right. right what I'm doing is I am preparing an ambush, right <laughs> um, an ambush that's immoral. Does, does that make sense, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But to really sort of fill in the adequate human action
0: yeah and 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 again, this is this is what makes um even in uh um I, I think one one part that's interesting about just Catholicism as a whole is even when we talk about Catholic spirituality. A big part of Catholic spirituality is morality. I mean, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. almost any legitimate religious order has a daily examination of conscience. Sure, you know, sure, ends yeah. the day in it. You know, why? Why? You know, if, you know, like that. The, the examining of their moral life on a daily basis mm-hmm. is a huge part of their spirituality. Right. Like right, that. Right. That right there, I think speaks, uh, uh, speaks tremendously about. Uh, the 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 importance of morality when it comes to mm-hmm. looking at the whole of the human person that right. you know and and if there's any sort of you know religion or philosophy out there that just kind of disregards human action mm-hmm. as something as oh well we're not perfect so we shouldn't even, uh, you know nobody's sure. perfect so you know I mean that kind of default position of well we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. Right. right, right. Uh, no, no, that's, but you know, that's not where, that's not uh, uh, <laughs> where our trajectory should be is, oh, well, uh, you know.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, this is so important. Actions, this is a bright line. Actions fall on one side or the other. They're either good or evil. They're not like evil, but sort of good. <laughs> right. I mean, I think you could say that some evil actions are less evil than others. Oh yeah, right? absolutely that's fine. Right. Just like some good actions are better than others. Right. Yeah. But you can't say, oh, this evil action is actually a participation in the good. Nope. If it's evil, <laughs> it's evil. Right. Yeah. Uh, there might be some ontological goodness kicking around in there, but there is no moral goodness.
0: Yeah. And um, the, and the, and the, I think that the organizing of this is uh, very helpful in this, you know, mm-hmm. systematic way of saying, okay, let's let's look at a human action. Even if you had to make an action like a, a split second decision, you can go back and later on and say, okay, I can look at it in a very uh, uh, organized way. So, right. what, so what was my, what was the, what was the good towards which I was trying mm-hmm. to reach? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, there no was no good. Okay. Then the whole thing is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. what was my intention? What was I, I was trying to save this person. I was trying to do this. You know, we can go back and really, Look at it, and in that way, you're you're also forming yourself uh, uh, towards being a better person. And by sure. better, I mean good. Mm-hmm. um, yeah. um yeah. Uh, Participating in in God's goodness, and so what what the church, why the church places so much emphasis also is that this this organization of looking at the morality of a human action, uh, it it. Uh, it gives us the ability to move, uh, uh, into the realm of, of the very practical, uh, mm-hmm. uh quickly. We yeah, have the sure. tools, uh, to look at it. Uh, it's not just some idea of mm-hmm. morality out there that kind of is vague. No, it's very, this is a very practical tool, uh, mm-hmm. to judge, uh, ourselves on. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah. So the, uh, absolutely, uh, Jason, that's right. Um, in uh, So once you sort of re- recognize, right, that every human action is good or bad, right, or good or yeah. evil, right, then, right, yeah, the the importance of fi- being able to figure that out, right, in a systematic way becomes evident. The, the most important consideration mm-hmm. for St. Thomas, the primary thing that defines the morality of the human action, interestingly, is the object. Mm. This is, I think, really what makes uh, Thomist but I would just say more, you know, broadly classical moral theology, really different. Um, Now there are some uh, kind of 20th century Catholic moral theologians who have tried to depart from this. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Paul II addressed this in Veritatis Splendor. He talks about it in terms of proportionalism, consequentialism, those sorts of things. Um, The Thomist model, which is really the, I think the classical model here is uh, to say that it's really the object, more than anything else, that defines the morality of the act. Jason, I just can't say how important that is when you look at all these different ethical theories, right? Yeah. That, that it's, it's not enough that your heart is in the right place, right? Yeah. It's not enough that you have good intentions. It's not enough that you have good consequences, right? None of that, right, is really sufficient, right? Uh, what you have to do, the, the baseline. Is that you do a good kind of thing, right? That the very kind of, the the very thing you're doing is a good kind of action. Now, interestingly, that's not, that's not sufficient, but it is necessary, right? So first you have to figure out, okay, well, what makes an action a good kind of action, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to say like adultery, right, is a bad kind of action (laughs) in itself. It's intrinsically evil. So whatever your intentions are and whatever the consequences, let's just say like, just for the sake of argument, um, that you had beautiful intentions, this would be impossible, but whatever you had great intentions, your remote intentions were pure, Mm -hmm. right. And only good consequences flowed from this adultery in some strange way. Right. (laughs) Um, it would still be wrong right? Yeah. It would be because it'd be wrong in its species, right? And the very yeah. kind of action it is. So one of the things you have to start to think about is when we're doing things, we're doing kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And some of those kinds of actions are wrong kinds of actions and other, others of them are permissible, uh, at least in themselves. Right? Yeah. So let's think about the object of an action. I think the clearest way to, to try to bring this out, right, is to talk, is to compare um, um, licit self-defense Mm-hmm. from uh illicit assault okay. okay so the object of the thing the object of an action right is the very thing being done so if you were to ask me the question you know, what are you doing okay, that is the object of the action right right you, you know um if you saw me digging and they in my yard and you were like Dr. Smith, what are you doing and i said digging like yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) but what are you doing right there has to be at least enough intentionality there right Uh, it's got to be purposeful enough that it can be explained in its own terms first right so with that provisio in mind what defines it right uh, what distinguishes say the example of licit self-defense from illicit assault Mm -hmm. is what's called um the object towards which or about which, right? Mm -hmm. That's a little technical, but it's super helpful, right? So let's let's say that in both cases, that if you were to take a video of it, it looked the same,
0: right?
1: right? So in both cases, you see someone swinging a stick, a heavy stick at another person's head, Mm -hmm. right? Hits the head, knocks the guy out, Maybe causes a concussion maybe worse, right mm-hmm. so this is a this is a a forceful physical um, physically harmful yeah. action okay looks the same according to the description right what distinguishes the two our, our, our immediate go-to is to say oh it's the intention yeah' it's sort of but not exactly right. Yeah. Uh, really what is most distinguishing here is the person being hit, okay, (laughs) right? If you're hitting someone who is um, unjustly assaulting you, Mm -hmm. right, Uh, then you are defending yourself against a malefactor. That's called licit defense, right? If, on the other hand, you're hitting someone who has done nothing to you, right, just an innocent bystander, right, Mm -hmm. because you're angry or because you want to steal from him or something like that, um, then uh, you are committing an illicit assault, right? The key difference is the moral status of the person being hit, right? right. The, that's, the, that's what I mean by the matter about which or the object about which. It's actually the matter about which. What are you acting upon here, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what really distinguishes the cases here is um, that, um, is, is to say, the moral status of the person that you're acting upon.
0: Yeah, so it's not just it's not just the intention. So don't let Ooh. that be your fallback thing, you know. Because honestly, you know, you could say the intention there is to hit this person with a stick, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but for very different, but for very different reasons. Which sure. that that I that phrase for different reasons. The reason uh, the, uh, the is the like you said, the object about which or the or the the, the matter. Yeah, the uh, matter about which. Yeah, the matter about which the so it, so it lies in the object not necessarily the intention so yeah not just the intention and you, and you gotta think so, about it this
1: way like what helps us to know whether an intention is good or bad yeah at some point it's got to be something other than intention right yeah. and, and so you've got to have a way of classifying good and bad actions
0: yeah 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 it goes
1: beyond intention so that you can adjudicate good intentions from bad intentions right same thing with passion right you know, we all have passions, and they're not bad. But how do we tell whether a passion is 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 morally helpful or morally uh, harmful? Well, we figure that out by having something beyond the passions by which to <laughs> adjudicate. Right? This is a morally helpful passion. This is a morally bad passion. Right? Uh, or a morally uh, harmful passion. Um, can I give one more example, Jason? Yeah, I know sure. It's going to go kind of long, but this is detailed stuff. And um, so. Um, yeah, uh, If you have young children listening, uh, this might not be for them. Uh, all right. So, um, you know, how do you distinguish uh, a proper marital act <clears throat> within sexual ethics, right, from an act of adultery? <clears throat> Let's say that the actions, that both actions, again, from a, just a level of physical description, are both natural heterosexual uh, intercourse, mm-hmm. right? Um And, uh, you know, from a Catholic perspective, open to life. So both actions in that sense, right, at the level of physical description are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Um, What distinguishes one, what distinguishes adultery from the, from a marital act? Well, it's the, this is what strange way to speak, but uh, it it, it helps. It's about the matter about which, right? The woman with whom you are having sex, right? If it's, if it's the, if it's someone other than the one to whom you have pledged, uh, sexual fidelity, right. <laughs> then it's adultery. Yeah. And if that's objective, right. See, it's in the very nature of the act, the person that the adulterer is having intercourse with is lacks being the wife. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and that makes it an act of adultery which is inherently and intrinsically unjust right it's not the sex that's bad it's not even necessarily the passion that's bad uh it's not the bodies that are bad what's bad is the injustice right you Mm -hmm. pledge that you're only going to do this with your wife and then you do it with someone other than your wife
0: and and i think it's important to like for uh, for the Catholic who's discerning that there shouldn't be a whole lot of discernment with regards <laughs> to that, but with the Catholic, with, when the Catholic is discerning, you know, uh, the morality of a human action, you have to get at the species right. of the 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 action or the the object. Mm-hmm. There, you have to get it, it, it. What exactly is this object? And a lot of times, I think, like you said, we we may forget about that the, the, the matter about which are kind of mm-hmm. the directed towards kind of, um, uh, area that sometimes mm-hmm. we, in, in order to justify our actions, we may kind of throw those details into the circumstance. Sure. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. quick I mean, slide of You, hand, you, but... you said,
1: uh, you said, uh, the Catholics shouldn't even need to discern. I, I mean, I tell you what, it, when, especially when it comes to the sexual desire, man, we can get really, um, <laughs> Our moral analysis can get really convoluted, right? And, and you know, you can say all sorts of things. I mean, I, how often do you meet adulterers, right? Even Catholic, you know, Catholics, right? You know, and all they'll talk about is the intention and the consequences. You know, yeah. they will. They just refuse to look at the morality of the, of the action in itself, right? Right, right? And that's what's really key here is that, from you know, a Thomas perspective, we have to we can we can. We can identify that some actions, this is so key, are intrinsically evil, yeah, regardless of the intentions, regardless of the consequences. Exactly. Now, by saying regardless, I'm not saying those aren't other important factors, right. but that I can determine that some actions are just wrong and never to be done uh, because of the very nature of the action itself.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but, but we love our mental gymnastics to try to justify, <laughs> you know, and... and but but I think I, I think that's huge what, what, what you just said. you know we need to you know don't like look at the the, the kind of the species of the act. don't let those mm-hmm. like you have to look at at all of those aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and be honest, you know sure. this is where this is where you know like yeah, just the building right. up of virtue just to examine uh, <laughs> right. moral yeah, life right. is huge. I mean
1: when it comes <laughs> down to it, right like like say within the field of sexual ethics, right There's there's the marital act. And then there's fornication, adultery, and sodomy. And <laughs> the, that pretty much covers yeah. most of it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple marginal uh, exceptions, but that pretty much covers it, right? And, uh, you know, like, uh, you should, one of those is more permissible and all the others are intrinsically evil. Right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, period. Yeah. You know, there you go. Um, good. Uh, so that's what the object of the action. We could go yeah. through uh, lots of things like that, you know, direct intentional killing of the innocent is murder, right? Murder is intrinsically evil. Note very clearly that the matter about which there that defines the action as murder is the innocent, right? right? It's that the person who's being uh, terminated is, is innocent, right? Right. Um, So that's a huge field, right? I mean, it's just so important. Now in saying that the the object of the action is uh, the primary thing that defines uh, the morality of action. That doesn't mean the others aren't important. So right. the object of the action is the very thing being done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, in addition to that, we have to think about the intention as I talked about. So that's kind of the overall motive, right? Mm-hmm. So you could say, you know, okay, Dr. Smith, what are you doing? I'm gardening. Okay. I mean, like that's an intelligible kind of thing to be doing, right? Yeah, You can understand it. Like I'm digging in order to get some, uh, open up ground to plants, to, to you know put in plants, things like that, right? But then you could ask, a further question, and this would go further because usually we don't just garden just to garden, right? Um, you know, you could say, well, why are you gardening? And that would go to my remote intention, right? Or my primary intention. Yeah. To, uh, one qualification, the reason I keep throwing in remote or uh, primary is because we do want to preserve that the object includes intentionality right you're doing that thing yeah. on purpose too right so yeah. um, that, that's why in scholastic in language sometimes it's just the object is also called the proximate end right, right. The, the the very thing you're doing on purpose right now but in to addition bring about
0: we, to bring about a different end so you're doing this right. one thing to bring about this other thing. So, yeah, that's right.
1: So it might be the case that you're gardening in order to please your wife, right? Like maybe your wife likes fresh vegetables out of the garden. And so you're thinking, well, this will make, this will please my wife and I love her and I want to make her happy. So I'm gardening in order to please my wife. Well, that's a, that's a good act, right? I mean, that, that further end, right. That intention, right. Is, uh, is good. Right. Um, And so um, it, but it could go otherwise. Right. Yeah. This is very important. You could be doing a good kind of thing for a wrong reason. Right. Right. That is your ultimate, uh, your, uh, your remote end might actually be evil. The most traditional example of this is um, uh, almsgiving for vainglory. Right right, right. right. So almsgiving is in itself good, right. And praiseworthy and honorable. But if you do it primarily or exclusively uh, out of vanity, right, yeah. out of an excessive desire for for praise, right, then actually, this is weird. You're bad for having done it. Yeah, <laughs> right? I want Even my though,
0: name. I want my name on that ball field. You know. That's true. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: the uh, uh, it, it, isn't that fascinating, right? Because the, now, you know Saint Thomas will say, of course, the from the point of view of the poor, right they're still benefiting, right? The almsgiving was good, but you're not good for having done it. Right. That is, yeah. you did not act well, you acted poorly. You used those poor people, right. Basically to be instruments of your own praise. Yeah. Right. And so uh, in that case, right. Your action was actually bad. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, let's say that you could go on and on with this. Let's say that you, you know, wanted to, uh, be a great poet, right? Um, and, and, so you wrote poetry, but you mainly wrote poetry in order to seduce people or, you know, for vainglory or whatever, like, again, right. You, like, the thing you're doing is good. It's permissible. Right. Um, but it's done for a bad reason and therefore it is a morally bad action. Right. So the way I, I'd like to put this when I was teaching ethics is that, um, A good, a a intention. A good good intention doesn't purify a bad action.
0: Right, right. Right.
1: But a bad intention can corrupt a good action. Yeah, right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I know that's. um, I mean that should that should be I think a prayer for all of Catholics is to. Mm -hmm is to ask God to purify your intentions, because there's mm-hmm. always going to be some, some vainglory or something that's mm-hmm. going to seep into there and try to uh, 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 corrupt. Like you said, uh, it may be a good action, but we can, mm-hmm. we can slowly, and we may begin something with, uh, uh with, you know, good intentions, but um, maybe our intentions can slowly change mm-hmm. uh, over mm-hmm. time or something sure. like that. And so it's important for us to always, purify you know uh our our intentions in that way i mean even right. in the, the spiritual life there's a such a thing as spiritual pride sure you know mm-hmm. uh, um that 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 could seep up and and kind of like you said um the the action is still good you know the consequentialist would say there's no difference between the two
1: right right yeah, the, yeah,
0: the, the, the poor are yeah. helped uh, that's the right or have money so who cares about all who the cares? other things right, right, right. the other things don't matter because uh-huh. they they uh-huh. well you know but uh it's not, that's not true. I mean, there's, there's, there's Mm. an element of, of, of humility and and human goodness that that, uh, separates the, the, the two people that, that we talked about there. What about, what about one, what about an example? Um, So we have these three, the object, intention and circumstances. So Mm. uh, the intention always has to be good. Otherwise the the whole human action is bad. The uh, object has to be morally good. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the whole human action is bad. But what about the circumstance? Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe is, is there, is there, can the circumstance uh, make the whole human action bad, even if we have good intentions and a good object? Yes. How does that, how does that work? <laughs> yeah.
1: In some cases, with circumstances, it does get trickier. I think it, it does get a little more complicated and, you know, and more circumstantial. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> you have to kind of like yeah. suss it out a little bit more, but You know, you think about um, uh, time and place, right? So, you know, uh, I can remember my mother telling me, you know, uh, when I maybe did something that I shouldn't do, (laughs) honey, this was neither the time nor the place, place. right? (laughs) (laughs) Right? And and, and that's actually true, right? There are times for certain things. sometimes in some places are not appropriate for every kind of action right and if you just think about it for a little bit you can pretty well figure that out yes right? i like um, to have a
0: beer right there you go yeah, <laughs> like, right. yeah, yeah insert yeah. weird circumstance there like yeah, church yeah, is not yeah, the time yeah, of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 in the car driving your kids to school not the time. Yeah. yeah it's
1: morally listened itself to, to consume uh beer moderately right but uh not but in the car in church. <laughs> Right. Well, I think if you're in your driveway, it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I get your point. Yeah. So place does matter, right? There are so many yeah. places where you don't do that. Time matters as well. Um, so, you know, like my, uh, when I was teaching classes um, at the college, you know, there's, it's appropriate for me to, to, to make my students answer questions, right. right. About a text in class right, during that time. Um, it's not appropriate for me to call them at two in the morning. Like, hey, Doug, what are the three moral elements of human action? Right? You know, yeah. the, the, obviously, that's weird. You know, like, that's an yeah. extreme example. But again, there are times for things, right? You know, um, when you're at Thanksgiving, right, dinner, maybe, like, you know, you don't bring up the most controversial political belief that you have, right? Yeah, right? it's not the venue, right? Exactly. Even if it's true, right? You, you, you know, like it's that. That's not the, that's what we're doing here. This isn't, you know, crossfire, right? This it's is not what dinner.
0: it's not what you did. It's how you <laughs> did it. You know? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's that thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So those are some some examples. But then there's also, and this is probably the most complicated version uh, thing to bring in is unintended but foreseeable consequences. Yeah. Now, this is really important uh, for several reasons. One, one, there's often a confusion between intention and consequence, right? Yeah. Intention is the thing that you are aiming for. It is the thing that you are committed to bringing about, mm-hmm. right? Now, you could say that the remote end, right, the primary end, that it is, it is a consequence in the sense that it flows from the action, but it is not itself... Um, but it, but it's, but it's still different than other consequences, right? Yeah. Because it's an, it's the intended end, right? Yeah. So one of the things you want to say is, yeah, the intended end is a consequence, but not every consequence is an intended end, right? Right. And and, and logic we call that the illicit conversion of the universal. But
0: Ooh, that's fun! Really. <laughs> impress your friends at Thanksgiving yeah, dinner with that right. one.
1: Um. But yeah, so so some consequences are different than others, right? Some consequences are the ones that you are trying to bring about. Right. Right. And and I think
0: it's, I think it's important to, to, to make that distinction Mm -hmm. when you're thinking about it, or even when you're talking to people that just because a, a consequence is foreseeable, it doesn't just because you know, it's going to happen that doesn't immediately then place it into intention right because i think that so, happens a lot where where people make that jump well if you knew it was going to happen then a necessary, it necessary it, it somehow remained part of your intention yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. the main intention but mm-hmm. it's somewhere in there you know i think mm-hmm. we i think sometimes people can fall into that trap of if you sure. knew it was going to happen then it immediately falls into something that you were going to intend right right
1: yeah so i mean you know the the uh one example of this right would could be um teaching at a professional level right if you're if you're teaching at a professional level there's several different kinds of activities you're going to be involved in one of which is grading and um as a result of your grading right you're evaluating your students you are going to um end up failing some people right right? you're going to end up giving some people an evaluation of f right? Failure, right? You failed the course, okay? Um, that is, a, embarking upon a teaching career, that is a foreseeable consequence mm-hmm. that will hurt the person's feelings, that will, um, you know, do all sorts of things like that. But, you know, that's that's part of the, the deal, right? Yeah that's not your intention right you, you didn't get into teaching in order to give people apps right right, exactly. right. it's foreseeable that you will yeah. right uh, and that means that those people's you know their money will have been wasted uh, on the course that they're gonna you know have the emotional pain of uh, feeling a failure maybe some people will make fun of them I mean all those sorts of things right but at the same time right you're, you're like that that wasn't your intention although it was foreseeable right that right that could be with you, would be end up failing
0: It's important for us to, uh, to, yeah, look at all the, we have to look at all the consequences mm-hmm. sure. of, of our actions and all the and, foreseeable ones, yeah, yeah sure. all the foreseeable ones and, um, and judge the entire action then on those three mm-hmm. things the object, sure. intention, and circumstance. Yeah. That we so, can't, we can't choose yeah. one over the other, that we have to look mm-hmm. at all of them.
1: You have to look at them. So there are times where you could say that a, a foreseeable consequence could, um, Corrupted uh, an otherwise good action. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, let's say that you're a military commander, right. And maybe you're waging a just war and, um, you know, you've got a couple of different plans in front of you for how to take a city. Um, and, and, you know, this is a legitimate military target we'll say. Um, but you know you, you've got three options, and one of them involves almost no ca- civilian casualties, and the other involves you know enormous civilian casualties yeah. right uh, needlessly so right yeah. it's the, the important point there well it would actually be bad right even if you're pursuing a just war against a legitimate target to choose to recklessly and needlessly yeah. kill tons of innocent civilians right or not not combatants um, does that make sense? That would make the yeah, yeah. action morally bad. Um, even though in itself, maybe the action was morally permissible and your intention, your remote intention was good. You were trying to win a just war.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you have the other option to, to, mm-hmm. to do something else, you know, I think that's, that's, you know, hugely important with regards to, uh, uh, not just analyzing, you know, and and again, I think a lot of times this falls uh, after the fact we've already made the, uh, Mm -hmm. the the act (laughs) when we're examining our own conscience to say, I I could have, I could have done otherwise next time I should do Mm -hmm. this other thing. I see now that, you know, and I think that's where with regards to um, morality as a whole, when we're, when we're trying to progress into being holy, Mm-hmm. um uh, uh that we don't simply let our human actions say well like you said I don't know why I'm digging this grave in <laughs> right. you know, like to 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 constantly be trying to 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 purify your intentions to sure. make sure that you're honestly looking at the the objective in that way mm-hmm. um but taking into account uh the circumstances and trying to uh uh find uh, uh, goodness in all of those, uh, so that you know, and, and so that you know, even if you do have that that option of you know, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, there's this one that causes tremendous death, and there's this other one that causes little death. That you know, that shouldn't even be a you know, kind of a real discernment for us. That it should right, simply sure, be sure. you know, to bring about the to bring about the good in that way. Yeah, I think
1: this comes out sometimes, Jason, like in a less dramatic example than say military engagement. Yeah. When you're thinking about things like, look, it's permissible. I don't mean anything to be bad. So what the hell with the consequences, right? Like yeah. that kind of attitude where you're just sort of like indifferent to the circumstances. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, to, to the the larger blowback of the situation. You know, like sometimes tough consequences are part of life. Right. Sure. And so I think that's 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 got to be thought about too. Uh, but at the same time, you can't. You shouldn't be indifferent to them, right? Right. You know, you shouldn't think, well, it's enough for me to be more like I'm doing a morally permissible thing. Well, no, actually you do need to think about the broader consequences as well. Yeah. Very importantly though, right. Good consequences do not make a bad action good. <laughs> yeah. right? So again, you know, just like, uh, similarly with intention, bad consequences can corrupt an otherwise good action. They can, they may, mm-hmm. depending on, the, depending on things. Um, but it's impossible for good consequences to purify an intrinsically evil action. Yeah.
0: Surprise, it, it, it's so maddening because surprisingly, I think we're starting to lose this principle as a society. You know, there's, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely maddening. One of the, one of the shows I used to watch that I would love or that I, that I loved was uh, uh 24 with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, uh-huh, yeah. and he was this like agent dude. But it's like it's the, the the whole show is just him having to do horrible things to bring to to save the world from nuclear attack. <laughs> like it was, the whole thing is just a case study in uh, you know the, the 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 means justifying the ends. You know, it was just uh-huh, an absolute train uh-huh. wreck of morality. Uh, <laughs> but it's very entertaining. Very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I, I, you know I think we're 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 starting to lose some of some of that of saying well you know no all that matters is the the consequences uh even to the detriment you know mm-hmm. uh of, of this or that you know especially when we get into these 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 big these big things that involve the entire globe well you mm-hmm. know it's okay if this you know if, if if we do this and it harms a few because we'll save the many you know mm-hmm. we need to we need to you know push back against that very clearly sure. and, uh, uh, steadily. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. Smith, uh, any final, any final thoughts for the, uh, uh, the discerning Catholic out there
1: <laughs> as, uh, trying to judge sure. the
0: moral actions.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, I just think that this is a, uh, a, a powerful and useful approach to uh, moral evaluation. It's one that's been built up in the church over centuries. Yeah. Um, and uh you know it draws on some elements of uh, pre-christian classical philosophy and then was developed with a great deal of refinement and rigor uh, over the centuries we haven't covered everything that needs to be covered in this topic but um right. i think we laid out the basics pretty clearly and i think it's 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 important right because it really allows us to insist in a coherent and logical way on the yeah. objectivity of morality, right? Morality is not um, subjective. Um, there are uh, moral absolutes, and we can figure out how to apply them, right? Yeah. It's not um, this sort of ambiguous mushball. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. actually, like in most cases, I'll grant you, I will concede there are some very difficult cases, yeah. right? But those are marginal. The vast majority. <laughs> of human action all human actions good or evil and the vast majority can be evaluated using these tools in a pretty straightforward way
0: exactly exactly and i think also with regards to uh the 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 catholic you know uh, understanding this within the placement of the the whole uh catholic belief mm-hmm. is that you know the 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 morality. Our morality is 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 very much, uh, or, or our human actions are very much uh, um, indicative and leading towards uh, holiness. Mm-hmm. That we have to, you know, uh, um, in order to be holy, we have to be very discerning with regards to our human actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to be honest and to look at it, to look at our morality in a holistic way like this, you know, because we don't want to fall into reducing. Uh, um morality to just the object or just the intention or just the mm-hmm. consequences mm-hmm. or circumstances mm-hmm. uh um, but to 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 hold up all three of these and to look at them with with uh, uh, real honesty um uh, and not to reduce them to, to one yeah, or the yeah. other all right dr smith well i think you've given our audience uh, a whole lot to think about i i, I hope that, that that we're able to to enter into this you know discerning of human actions with some sobriety uh um and to understand the importance of it and you know not to fall back on the word well we're all sinners so it Mm -hmm. really doesn't matter no it it does matter uh, um because god created us as human persons which includes our body our soul our prayer life our um uh our uh, exterior life the actions we do um and so i want to invite all of our listeners to uh um you know uh, read the parts in the catechism about this it's mm-hmm. fairly it's laid out fairly straightforward uh go to uh, uh saint thomas and uh dr smith where exactly is it in the summa it's uh, part
1: two mm-hmm. yeah it'll be in the uh <laughs> the first part of the second part first part of the second part. <laughs> that's right, yeah. called the primo secunda all right
0: very good and also in the meantime check out all of our content over at catholic studies academy.com until next time god bless